It's a lot of fun. Keep it fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host, that's Steve Diddy, NFL on Twitter. And of course, follow the group at UK Packers. And quick snaps. Quick snaps. Am I doing it? Yes, I'm doing it. Sometimes I like to do it on my own. So we're talking Colts uh, in this quick snaps. But before I get there, look, we're coming up on the festive season, whether you like it or not. Um, and with this COVID crap, year that's in it um i think everyone's banging up the christmas tree nice and early uh, so i know you don't mind me talking about crimbo so here's a couple of things number one patreon.com forward slash uk packers we only have and i mean only and they're very very precious to us here at uk packers we only have um 37 patreons uh, or patrons i don't know um and very very precious what we do here and they enable us to be able to do the monthly raffles and stuff and to be able to razz off stuff um, which is a great, great service to be able to get merch on this side of the pond. But, um, you know, it's a, it's expensive business because, you know, I have to front up the cash to get the stuff over here and everything else. Um, so if you get on there, what we do is is you get a free T-shirt after six months if you're on the gold member. Uh, I like gold. That Aaron Rodgers thing. I had a feeling he was talking about gold member when he scored a touchdown and people were asking, I need the audio again recognized it immediately and apparently that's because Nathaniel Hackett is mad about I'm getting way off the topic here uh, but Nathaniel Hackett is mad about the film Goldmember and me and my bro at Daryl J O'Brien um, me and him used to quote that movie all the time and it's amazing like we you know we kind of like to think that we're you know sophisticated and educated and everything else but then I just look at the movies that we like and it's ridiculous it's absolutely shocking um, so that's one of them but if you get onto that gold tier, you get your free T-shirt after six months. So you can pick between uh, the beanie. So that has the there's the bobble one or there's the slouch one. I'm I'm a slouch guy, um, but the bobble one is cool too. Uh, property of tea or the press box polo, which is a super sharp um, polo that's kind of sporty material. I'm banging on here. I don't have a whole lot of time with quick, quick snaps, and also you get put into that monthly draw. So people sign up and then they forget about it, and then you get an email from me after six months to say, you know. What thing do you want? And then also, um, every month then you just get automatically entered. You can pick your favorite number and you get automatically entered into that signed March draw. So like there's plenty of people that it, the stuff has already been posted to them um, and they get an email from me saying that and they look at their email after a couple of days and then lo and behold, you know, it's very close to a nice signed March coming in. But honestly, uh, hand on heart, I really appreciate it. You know, you look at the likes of Cheesehead TV or one of these places and they have like a thousand or two thousand subscribers. So we have... I think it's over nearly over 2,000 members now, but only 37 patrons. So everybody that donates, it is massively appreciated. And if you want to uh, join the club and become a patron, because I think, you know, if I get enough uh, patrons, you know, and we get that sort of critical mass thing, uh, well, then I can give away more prizes, obviously, and also do more bespoke uh, content just for people on there, you know, a special podcast feed and everything else. It'll be great, you know, set up a, a little thing there but um yeah it's great i know he's all by name and a big shout out to Stuart and patty the two new patrons again greatly appreciated if you want to get involved uh, man help us here but more so help yourself because all your money you do receive it back after six months and that's hand on heart because the t-shirts that's what they cost um so it's only after that point then that you're sort of you're helping out but then again if you join the gold member you know you're just buying your place to the monthly raffle uh which is great as well so i try to get some really top quality prizes in there but anyway i've waffled on for too long um so 
The other one is, is that I'm working on the promo code for NFL Europe shop for the Christmas period as well. So we did have a 10% off code. Uh, there was a bit of messing around in the background between, um, you know, promo codes dropping off without us being told and, and all that kind of stuff. But um, I'm working behind the scenes to get that reinstated uh, in time for Christmas. So I'll let you know when that's up again and you can get 10 to 15% off or more um, because there is always these flash sales going on and Black Friday sales as well as another thing that I'm conscious of. Um, so usually you can combine Black Friday with your discount and then get it for little or, little or nothing, especially if it's something that you wanted or someone to give somebody else. But anyway, have I waffled on for long enough with the housekeeping? I think I have. Um, the Colts game. So a couple of interesting things about this game, I guess. Like, we all know the tropes, right? It's going to be air offense against their defense and all this kind of uh, malarkey. But what I would say is, is that this is a game for me personally that, and I know it's probably been mentioned in other outlets, that this is the measuring stick, this is the acid test and everything else because we're at a weird place this season in the sense that we're one of the highest scoring offenses in the league and we were, we were making NFL history, in fact, in the first couple of games with the amount of touchdowns and points that we were scoring. Um, and last season, we were apparently a seemingly rubbish team, punching well above our weight. Uh, whereas this year, we're a top scoring offense who seemingly doesn't have any weapons. So, you know, it's the oddest thing. It's like winning the Grand Prix and someone going, eh, still kind of slow, though. you know. Um, so then we come up against the Vikings and we lose. Um, and then we come up against the Jags and we nearly lose. And it rightly puts question marks over this team as to what we're made out of. Now, trying to dig into that game that happened against the Jags, you know, they're not as bad as their record tries to... Because look, the thing is, like what Aaron Rodgers says, it's consistency in this game. It's very, very hard to be consistent to win uh, week in, week out, which is why getting to the Super Bowl is such a massive deal because you have to trudge through the regular season and then get to the playoffs and try not get your arse knocked out. It's very, very difficult to do, especially when the chips are down. Now, I was going to say that we seem to struggle against one win team. So as long as you don't face any of those in the playoffs, I think we'll be grand, right? Uh, so do you see what I did there? Um, so, you know, there's this whole thing about we play down to who we play, which seems to be true. Um, we seem to be blistering on the road. We're one of the best teams on the road, especially offensively. But when it comes to at home, and there's all these excuses being given, like weather or no fans or whatever, but we don't seem to be able to get up and at it. Now, this is an away game. So, you know, from what we've seen, we should be able to show up in this game. Um, and then there's a lot sort of about the Colts defense and the Packers offense. And there's a great article by Wes Hodd on the Packers website that goes into, you know, Devontae, Lazard and Aaron Jones. When they've been on the field together, um, it's been magic. But what I would say is, is that we've seemingly got... So first off, Devontae's carrying an, an ankle injury. Uh, Aaron Jones is coming off an injury and he's didn't quite look right last week. Lazard has that core muscle injury. Now, he has been activated, but that's not he's not assured to play, um, and we won't be told that, but he's been limited in practice as well. Devontae's come out and said he's trying to manage that injury. So before we get carried away and start looking at Lazard's monster game against the Giants and Aaron Jones taking over the game and Devontae Adams doing what he's doing, um, uh, you know, let we kind of need to pump the brakes on that. But what we have seen is, is that Lazard has had a sort of a step out monster game um, against the Giants bef just before that injury that was sort of you know that it, it was like he'd arrived then and people were like oh here it is here's what we've been waiting for and then it was like a surprise surgery and then we see MVS have his monster game last week 
Um, and then we see Tanyan coming down with three touchdowns in the past. Devontae literally taking over a game. Aaron Jones being good out of the backfield. Um, so the Packers offense, third in scoring, uh, sixth in total offense and passing offense, and 11th in rushing. So another thing that bodes well for us is, is that our offense has possessed the ball. Time of possession has been higher than anybody else, which is over half the game, which is 33 minutes. Now, I tried to dig down into the Colts games. And they seem to be uh, pretty inconsistent. They're not always high scoring. Philip Rivers is doing well, but not as well as he was doing last season. But he's starting to find his groove. And here's a fella who, trying not to say, here's a guy. So here's a, a fella. Uh, you know, and we remember him. Uh, we went over to the UK Packers to see the Chargers game. Ugh, must be whatever amount of years ago it is now. Um, and it's where he put up over 500 yards. And the person who bailed us out, Demarius Randall. So when you're being bailed out by Demarius Randall, it's bad news. But again, here's a fella, fella, uh, who's really, really good, has seen it all. You know, he's been in the league for forever now, 16, 17 years. Uh, there's nothing that he hasn't seen. But the key to get at the Colts, obviously, is pressure. So the game that I went back and, and looked at, because too early in the season, it's not really beneficial. Um, so the one game I picked out was I went back and had a look at that Browns-Colts game. Um, and what it seemed to me was is that obviously quarterback pressure very very important uh, to kind of stifle Philip Rivers and don't give him a chance because he will cut you in two um, and also is get the ball out quickly on offense which the Packers can do um, Devontae Adams is great in the slot but then you know how is his speed going to be hindered um, by the fact that he's got that ankle injury so it seems to be the key to get around this defense because their defense is absolutely for real Um you know, the, the thing that sways their defense and what's given them such power is uh, the first Buckner. So once he came to town, it really turned that defense around. Um, we see articles in ESPN about Darius Leonard coming out and saying, oh, he said I wasn't the best linebacker and that's got a chip in my shoulder. And you're like, oh, all right, pal, give us a break. Um, so this is a team that tried to build um, a ridiculous defense in the past and has only just managed it under Frank Reich. Um, now so there was this talk if you want to anorak stuff this sort of Tampa 2 scheme that they play you know they went from a 3-4 to a 4-3 Tampa 2 style uh, defense but where they're really really good is is they're good at getting pressure on the quarterback um, this season according to Pro Football Reference they have 24% pressure on all dropbacks which is 12th in the NFL yet they're only blitzing 20% of the time um, so which is fourth lowest in the league according to this article um, on 38.com, 538, excuse me, a very well-known site. Um, it's actually a great article, actually. It goes right into the um, stuff about the defense. So, again, the first Buckner is definitely the the piece that has been slotted in there that just makes them even more disruptive. I've seen them on tape, and they're absolutely frightening. When it comes down to stats, um, you know, they allow very little points. Uh, but they're good against the, uh, the rush in the pass um, and it's going to be a pretty tough night for the Packers um, but what I think this key comes down to is, is that you know we need to get the ball out quickly don't let them get at us but it's really good that with our offensive line with David Bakhtiari back in there now bolstered by the news of his contract if that means anything at all um, and if we have the O-line that will give Aaron Rodgers I would say more time because you're not going to be able to hold these dudes back uh, well, then hopefully we can find some space because that's the one thing about this Colts defense that will trip them up is that they're all about that pressure up front and then they let the lads um, 
in the backfield do their thing and they trust them. So we just need uh, MVS to get in behind them and get them scared. We need Aaron Jones to keep them honest and Devontae Adams um, and the tight ends, of course, to go and make purchase. Now, I was looking at the Browns game and that's something that it seemingly they had success. But the number one key factor for the Browns uh, from what it looks like, because the games, when, you, when I was looking at it, especially in metric-wise, it seemed like where the only thing that really stood out about the Browns was, and I remember like ran by Baker Mayfield for God's sake, is that he they kept their offense out there for as long as they could. So the only place that they really dominated obviously was the number of plays, but that was down to time of possession. So the key to beating this Coles defense is by keeping their defense out there and not getting purchase, obviously. Running more plays, getting more first and third downs. Again, pretty obvious. But that's the key to winning this game is to keep Philip Rivers and co. off the field. Um, and that seemed to be what the Browns did in that game. I also saw them get tricked an awful lot by misdirection, um, which is something, again, that the Packers can excel at. Now, that might be, you know, we saw that working at full tilt when um, Swerve and Irvin was in there. Uh, but again, there's question marks around that too. So if they can replicate some of that and get some of that misdirection, well, then I think we're on to a winner. If we can stay on the field and grind it out, get the ball out quickly, and again, like what uh, Matt LaFleur was saying, marry that pass and run to try to keep them honest in that regard as well. But that's where it's at. But again, this is a real acid test here for the Packers because this is one of the really uh, strong teams that they're going to face. And they have to beat teams like this and prove they can beat them and keep that high-scoring offense um, against teams like this. Or it does put massive question marks over the team, unfortunately, about you know how viable they are as a playoff team. Because... We've got daylight now in the NFC North and it looks like that we're going to romp to the playoffs. So it's how successful we are from there on forward. I do believe that we have the pieces on offense to make it work. I'm very encouraged by what we saw from MVS last week. Um, hopefully Aaron Jones will settle into it a bit more and knock the rust off some more this week and that, that ankle injury isn't too bad on Devontae Adams. But if from what we've seen from Matt LaFleur, he's really good at is uh, coming up with some nice little clever trick plays and schemes. So that's what we're going to depend on in this game is to nullify the defense with quick plays, uh, stay out there for as long as we can and then get some pin arrears back and really get at Philip Rivers because, you know, you're going to have to disguise some stuff. Really interesting as well, actually, when they asked Matt LaFleur, I think it was a good question by Aaron Nagler. He was talking to him about how much, you know, does he depend on, you know, Mike Petten or does he go in and talk to Mike Petten about defensive stuff? And Matt LaFleur was kind of, very thinly veiled about I don't really get involved too much I give him some insights from an offensive point of view but that defensive side of stuff is his so there was always this opinion that you know Matt LaFleur be in there giving him a bollocking uh, when really it looks like he lets him go with it which would be more credence to him being replaced if it doesn't work out because Matt LaFleur needs somebody who's going to take it by the balls and run with it and if that's something that Mike Petton has not been able to do now I'll hold my hands up and say it hasn't been great stuff, but then you look at the injuries on the defensive side of the ball and the lack of talent in the key areas that were identified even before the season. And you'd sort of wonder how much of that comes down to tackling and wrapping up and doing the fundamental stuff on the field and how much of that is schematic. Uh, because we've seen real hot and cold stuff, even within game. So with the Jags, you know, the last possession, we see uh, Preston Smith, Zadari Smith and Rashan Gary all get home or nearly home, and put on some ridiculous pressure. So sometimes it's just about pinning the ears back and trusting, um, you know, but look, when you don't have Kevin King, you don't have Jerry Alexander, um, it's, it's, you know, 
it's going to be troubles. Um, the other thing as well was about the, and again, it was another great question from Aaron Nagler, was that he asked um, Matt LaFleur and he also asked Aaron Rodgers about this on, you know, second and long that we end up going for the run and that becomes predictable. And we do that, I think it's something like 50% of the time. And that does, do they need to look into the analytics to get away from that? Because, you know, there's this whole philosophy of run on second down, pick up at least five yards. This is Matt LaFleur's words. Um, and then you have a more manageable third down. And that's something where the Packers were getting purchased when we were scoring on every offensive possession to open the game. Um, and also when we were putting up, you know, those 30 plus score lines. It's all the efficiency when it comes to third down, making that manageable, having good field position and then marching on down the field. Aaron Rodgers turned around and said that uh, when it comes to that, like, you know, Matt LaFleur gave the whole coaching answer and he said that some of those are can plays, that it's not that, you know, sometimes run actually just is supposed to work there. So Aaron Rodgers was saying that too, that it's not about the play call as much. It's about the execution. So, you know, when it comes down to blocking and, and breaking open those running lanes, sometimes we haven't been efficient at that. And then that makes the play fall down when it was the perfect play for that time. Just the execution of that play just fell down. Not that we got caught out by the defense or whatever, which is interesting because that ties into Alan Lazard. Remember how good he is off the ball and how brilliant he is as a blocker. Um, so if he is back, well, then he really does bolster the run game as well as the pass game. Um, you know, because there was all this stuff put into Josiah DeGuar and people like, oh, Jesus, you know, stop putting so much stock into him. But that blocking, is so important in the run game as well. So if Alan Lazard is back and he is at full tilt um, or even close to it, well, then he's going to add a real X factor to both the pass and the run. And it'll be exciting to see him, MVS and Devontae Adams all out there and have the tight ends going. It does have, you know, that's a recipe for uh, some high points. Now, when you look at the scores of the Colts, they always haven't put up uh, very high points. Um... And they've kind of done it in a similar fashion to what the Packers have done. They've got some good offensive weapons there as well. Um, so again, without uh, without repeating myself, that's what I think the keys to the game are. Cheers for sticking with us, lads. Uh, two podcasts a week. This is the Quick Snaps episode. We'll be back in the studio again um, on Monday or Tuesday, probably Monday. Um, again, to break down this game against the Colts. It's going to be a right slobber knocker anyway, so it's going to be fun to watch. And if we win, well, then the spirits are going to be super duper high. Getting close to Christmas, get onto the Patreon, get into the Packer shop, and we try to get that stuff posted out for underneath the Christmas tree. And also, I'm working on that link for NFL Europe shop as we speak. Hopefully, that's coming in the next day or two, and we'll get you some bargains um, on that store as well. But until after the Colts game and we'll see you on social media at UK Packers on Twitter do the same on Facebook get into the private group on Facebook and you can follow me at Steve Diddy NFL and hit me up to Paddy Packer and anybody who contacts me I really do enjoy hearing from you um, so do give me your feedback and let me know and we'll talk all things Packers or all things running or all things being a parent whatever whatever you want anyway thanks guys for checking in chat to you on Sunday for game day and again on the podcast thereafter go Pack go